Hello there, nerds and newbies. Welcome to Basically Misled. I'm Dagny. And I'm Day. We give advice. 50% is life-changing, 50% will leave you crying in a sterile by the end of the day. You decide which is which. Come procrastinate with us while we chatter endlessly about things you could probably just Google. Today we're welcoming our special guest, Zoe. Hi, Zoe. Hi. Hello. I'm Zoe. Yes. And you go to Evergreen, right? I do, yeah. Yeah. So, um, like... How are you doing with it currently? Oops. Cracked my knuckle. Sorry. Um, <laughs> what are you studying? I am currently studying philosophy and um, doing a music contract within my philosophy program so I can like have both of those in my life and have the time for them both. That's awesome. I did not know that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's really good. It's like very satisfying. For, like, two different parts of myself, because they sometimes, like, seem to oppose each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I took a, philo- like, a little bit of a philosophy class, and... Same. <laughs> I did not enjoy it. It was very frustrating for me. So, tell me, what do you enjoy about it? What do I enjoy about philosophy? I, I like thinking about things in different ways. I think there's, like, a really cool historical element to it, because, like, you got to see the thoughts of a certain time. I'm studying, like, a specific time of um, history, which I like, and I haven't really gone outside of that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also don't find it satisfying. I find some of the texts really frustrating and uh, really not, like, adding to my life. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I love it. (laughs) I get that. I feel like... I don't know. When I took my philosophy class, it was, like, my first quarter at Evergreen, so it was very new to college stuff, and it was, like, so hard for me to understand what they were even saying, because, like, I don't know. We looked at Kant and Nietzsche, I think. Maybe one other dude. Um, And it was just, like, so, like, I couldn't even wrap my head around some of the things, and then also some of the things that I did get, I was, like, that's so, like, not correct in my mind, like, what they're talking about. But, yeah, do you, like, have a hard time understanding it, or does it come easier to you? I think I, like, struggle sometimes understanding, okay, all the time understanding (laughs) what certain writers say. I studied Mm. Nietzsche for a quarter and then went back to him this quarter and understood a lot more of it Mm -hmm. um, because I'd had that 10 weeks like reading his works and getting to know him as a person um of history so I also find myself feeling like kind of out of place in a philosophy class because I love philosophy and I love thinking that way and I love hearing it but part of me like there's definitely a part of me that like doesn't like it doesn't feel at home doesn't feel like an intellectual someone who can just talk off of these like subjects and ideas Mm -hmm. so that part that isn't that is more intellectual like maybe a little colder less satisfying I balance that with music and art and that seems to be going well but this is really my first year taking philosophy I mean I've had it like scattered out my scattered out throughout my other programs but um it's my first like focused year on it Mm mm-hmm And I like it. That's good. Some people have to like it. Yeah. Yeah. I do like the, like, philosophy in the context of history, I think, better. Yeah. And just as, like, general moral principles, I guess. It's kind of... I I don't know. I really can't talk about it well, but just then, right? Like you said, like, you don't agree with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool to see, like, how human thoughts have evolved. And, like, how what they used to think was something and how maybe we've been able to disprove it. Or, like, it's still correct to this day. Like, the way that they thought something might go is the way we still, like, have our morals or principles sometimes. Yeah. Or the ethics behind it. Or they've, like, developed from there somehow. Yeah. Yeah, I like philosophy sometimes. (laughs) I, I also just, like... I don't like talking that much, so I think that's another part about it. It's very wordy. 
um, philosophy yes. is. And sometimes I'd just rather, like, be immersed in art or not talking. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But it's a really fun exploration. And I do consider it one of my, like, main focuses now because I've, like, been in it this year. Do you think you'll continue with it next year? I have too many art projects to do that I want to, um, like, complete my last year at Evergreen. Like, I have okay. a memoir that I want to do and some more music. I don't know where the music will take me, but it could take me away from any sort of, like, strict academic or, like, hard science. Yeah. So what kind of, like, music are you doing for, like, school this like... Yeah, with your contract. Yeah. Oh, the contract within the program, it's really loose. So an in-program contract is, like, it's not, you don't, you basically make a contract with the professor to mm-hmm. to do it, um, and it's, you don't have to get it approved by any academic deans. Um, so I could earn, if I drafted a contract, I could earn four credits in music within a philosophy program as long as the teacher agreed to it. Yeah. So what kind of projects are you doing for that contract? For the contract, I'm doing um, my normal musical work, which kind of equates to the same amount of time that I spend doing, like, academic work. Um, I try to give it that excuse that I'm, like, doing it partially academically, but really I would be doing the music anyway. Um, So it's not totally balanced, but I'm doing... um, an art show at the end of the quarter, which I've been doing for the past three quarters now, and that'll have, like, student art and music uh, to showcase. And then I'm just recording music and doing everything that I would be doing musically if I were doing an ILC. Um, I'm not explaining this well. (laughs) No! So, is that, like... Out, like was that class like advertised is like you'll have like a different thing that you study in that class or did you like no. you did you go to the professor can I, I went to can the anyone professor. do that actually anyone can and oh. I just I like somehow really get to know my professors well so they they'll agree to like do contracts with me it's really mm. cool that you're able to like have it as a contract and like get credit for it when you would already be doing it you know like, yeah. I think that's really cool. It's nice because I can, in theory, like, take away some of the academic work to, mm-hmm. like, fill it in with the musical work, but I'm not sure how we're going to do that yet. She, my professor is wonderful and intelligent and magical in, like, so <laughs> many ways. She's, like, she's, like, one of the eternal people, you know? She's, like, yeah. so smart. She's lived a crazy life, and um, she's just, like not as organized or like on top of things and that's that's chill so it's like my job to put that in my hands and Mm -hmm. figure out how I want to do it yeah but yeah I have had every ILC professor like I've gotten to know them beforehand in a different program so that's helped a lot I don't I think that's important because then the faculty can kind of know how you act with like within a class so then they'll know if you'll be responsible to take on the ILC definitely or not. and yeah yeah it really helps to know like the people that you're approaching mm-hmm yeah especially then because I know like some you might need to like ask the professor questions or like have them help you make more of a guideline for things and then you can kind of like pick somebody that you already know but that you also know will be really knowledgeable on that. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. all of my professors that I've had have been amazing. Like, just wonderful people. So I think, yeah. That's good. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, I remember, actually. I listened to one of your podcasts where you talked about not vibing with a professor. Oh, yeah. No, but it's, it's I mean, genuinely awesome. But yeah, that you, you've had such yeah. great experiences Although with I feel them. like that must also say something about you, that you like everyone. It's not, I feel like it's just other people. Like, you must get along <laughs> yeah. with people, I mean, like. <laughs> I do, I do love my professors, and I do love people, but, um, I don't know. I think I have, like, a tendency to love my professors. 
and put them on a pedestal, but like in a realistic way. Yeah, healthy. <laughs> I, I do that a little bit too with some of them. Yeah, Other I mean, if they're like so much, bringing but... you knowledge and they're like good people and they love what they do, right. which I think Evergreen tries to get professors who like what they do. Yeah, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Gotta have some passion in there. Oh yeah, gotta have the <laughs> love. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. Continue on with music. Like, how did you get started in music? I've been playing guitar for a long time. Uh, when I was in middle school, I had a really dinky band called The Shades with a Z <laughs> at the end <laughs> with my friend from basketball. <laughs> cool. And um, from there, I did little projects, kind of developed my, like, singer songwriter style um and found different people to collaborate with in different times of my life and then I came to Evergreen and met some people my junior year or my third year um who who happened to also be like audio engineer students so we just kind of developed the band somehow um and now we're, like, an active band here in Olympia. Yeah, that's cool. Thanks. Yeah, I feel like... Because I've known you for a couple of years now. Yeah. And I feel like it was, like, end of last year that I... Like, the school year. End of the last school year that I actually knew you played music. For some reason, like, I didn't think you played music at all before then. And then I think I heard you playing the guitar sometime. Oh, yeah. Was that? I think it was at the bookstore. There was, like, a class that was, like, doing stuff. Yeah. There was yeah. a little show showcase in the yeah. bookstore. And I was like, she plays music? What? Yeah. I didn't used to have that as part of my identity, but now I feel like, I talk about it a lot more because mm-hmm. there's just so many, like, projects going on with, with my music. Yeah. No, I've seen um, your band play a right. couple times now. Yeah. And, like, I have another friend who I think I've taken with me each time that I see your band, and we're both, like, obsessed with it. Yeah. <laughs> and so, Yeah. It's we've gotten really, really good feedback. Um, the thing about music is I never thought it would be something that I would pursue, really. It was always been kind of like like a side hobby or like just something to like process things in life, like songwriting and just a, an outlet. And now that we've gotten so much, we had a manager for a while who approached us and um, just people have consistently like given us positive feedback and reinforcement it's like okay like we've always felt this potential of this group of musicians they're all really talented um with different backgrounds in music and um now that we've we recognized that we've started talking about it like do we actually want to like take it somewhere and at the moment we're just putting work and effort and like like time and love into it um but it definitely like it is of like a possible career for a while which is really like surreal to think about um because I I don't really know what I'm doing at Evergreen I don't really know like what I came to study mm-hmm. I came to learn obviously but um I didn't really think that one of the outcomes would be a really um serious music project and that's been that's been like the best thing I think about Evergreen that's happened for me I mean aside from the people I've met and the relationships that I've made um it's it's been my favorite very satisfying yeah so you write songs right yeah I do we we started with my songs and now we're writing songs together as a group that's cool yeah Yeah. what is the process for that like yeah (laughs) because Uh. I've always kind of wondered that because I feel like sometimes I'm like 
I should write a song just <laughs> randomly just because I like like writing like in general like as an idea more than anything I don't practice enough but like I just like like it but I feel like if I ever sat down to write a song I would like unconsciously do it like exactly to the tune of another song <laughs> right oh. that's what I always felt like but maybe if you like play music then it's like more intuitive to be like making up your own like do you play an instrument I don't I like played the cello for like two years <laughs> oh cool but no i've never like played an instrument long term yeah i um, have but i still would do it to the beat of another <laughs> song i feel like i think i've noticed in my songs um that i've taken like little fragments of other songs i think everything that i write is like synthesis of what i listened to or what i have mm-hmm. in the past so like it's not exactly the same, but it can't help but be, like, right. like a little bit similar. So I could definitely see people <laughs> doing that, which isn't a bad thing. You can totally write songs to, like, other melodies. Yeah, I know, like, sometimes even, like, musicians have it written, like, featuring this artist or whatever because they, like, feature, like, a chorus yeah. or something from another song. But, um... I'm curious, do you usually start with, like, an instrumental, or do you start with lyrics and go from there? Usually a chord progression starts Okay, all. So yeah. So once I find that, then I'll, like, I'll just, with the band when we songwrite together, we'll just mumble and, like, sing, like, little <laughs> melodies until we find something that we like, and then usually the lyrics will come from there. Um, but okay. each song is written a little differently. Like, with one song, it was just... A guitar hook that was really beautiful that I listened to over and over again in one car ride until the lyrics finally came and um like each melody or each chord progression evokes something different so the lyrics will usually be about something different although they're often about like love which <laughs> I'm trying to get out of songwriting but it's just present in my life so I feel like love is just such a common musical thing. Like, everybody, you, well, not, maybe not everybody, but most people experience love at some point in their life, and it just drives their music, Right, I feel like. and there's a lot of, like, love and loss, and I think yeah. loss also drives a lot of, like, Definitely. songwriters and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I started with one of my bandmates writing about like death not in like an angsty (laughs) way but like just like that kind of loss just to get out of the realm and then a newer song is about a memory it's lost but it's about um like my sister and Mm -hmm. like um just how that relationship has changed over time and so it's fun to write about other things and I still I'm down for like like vague love dream pop songs all the way yeah like yeah (laughs) definitely do you have any I guess we've kind of like answered this but is there anything specifically that inspires your music like I know love or loss but is there any like one thing like something happens and it just inspires you or oh man it could be the chord progression that's like that it comes from but also just like life and like what happens in it yeah. I'm trying to think if there's, there's like, there's not one thing, but there's an emotion that comes with um, songwriting when you, like, hit it in the sweet spot where you, like, know that you have it and that I haven't really felt in other things. Maybe writing, but, like, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because today in my seminar, actually, we were talking about, like, the differences between, like, a computer and a human and one of the things somebody said is, like, humans will just, like, look at, you know, like, seemingly random things. They're like, oh, a bird. And, like, then they have inspiration <laughs> or something. Love. And true. It's like, yeah. I mean, yeah, not saying I, like, agree with the whole point that they were making. But I think it's just interesting, like, I don't know, random things I feel like can just spark memories or, like, just trains of thought in our brains. Yeah, even, like, I feel like if you have a chord progression that maybe is, like, in a minor key, or even, like, it could be in a major key, and it's kind of, like, you feel certain emotion from that key it's in. 
Definitely. And then... Or, like, how it switches to the yeah. next one. And, like, the cool thing about it is, like, it's so, like, it can be really intangible, like, how you how you feel with a certain chord progression, but it can come out in the lyrics um, that don't have to be, like, perfectly reasonable. They can be, like, just really random vignettes. I know that I write sometimes in vignettes. Yeah. Um, just, like sparse words it's not that experimental it's good music (laughs) (laughs) it's not so weird it's not about like death well i feel like all musicians have like different types of music and so like sometimes if like you hear an album and you're like oh that's a really like out of place song for them like maybe they always write about happy times I don't know um and then all of a sudden they're talking about death you know but like it's just like the process they go through and then a lot I feel like a lot of people put their pro- life process into their music definitely and so you might be talking about death and loss and this yeah. podcast but that's not all your music because that's not all you experience right and it's like again like, the vague love songs. It, it's very vague. Like, I try not to specify. I know some musicians really just, like, say it. Like, say mm-hmm. every single detail about a certain experience or something. Or even a made-up experience. And um, I do try to keep it as vague as possible. Just yeah. so that it's, like, like impressionist paintings, you know? They're not, like, precise, but they're, they evoke something. And I think maybe people can relate to them a little differently when they're not, like, so specific. Yeah. I feel like music's becoming more of a part of my... Like, it was very much a part of my life for a really long time. And then I feel like in the past couple of years, I kind of hit a slump where I just wasn't interested in listening to music or I just didn't want to. And now, like, I'm always listening to music. Like, I I listen to music whenever I take the bus anywhere or I'm walking, or I'm studying. Um, Whoa, I just made a noise. You should cut that. <laughs> it was like a really bad noise. But yeah, music, yeah, that's, yeah. it like comes in waves, you know, even songwriting. Yeah. Sometimes like that, it'll just come for a certain period of time and then leave for a little mm-hmm. while. It's my favorite song. Waves. Yes. <laughs> waves. By Dean Lewis. Do you know the song Waves? No. But oh, it's good. We'll play it for you after. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's a... It's right there in the Is heart. Is it like an old-timey song? No. Like, Dean Lewis sounds like an like an old-time... You know what? I have n- I have n- I know nothing, but I think it's not old. I think it's... I, it's not like an old-timey song. It's more... No. I, I think it's talking about... It's kind of talking about loss and sadness and how it, like, comes in waves. Right? That's kind it's, of... It's about is it about alcohol? No. <laughs> Which one is it's it about? It's not about alcohol. <laughs> well, okay. It, I think it's just about life and how, like, even, like, in your happiest moments when you think, like, oh, like, this happiness, like, could last forever. Like, no, it doesn't. But then also, like, sadness when you're, like, this, like, seems so terrible. It's just, like, that's just, like, never the end of it. It'll just always keep going back and forth always. Like, it'll always be good and bad. And it's... It could be, like, seen someone as, like, a song about relationships, but also I think it was, like, just meant to be written about just, like, life, you know? Yeah. So. I want to hear it now. Like, is it, like, <laughs> up-tempo or kind of, like, slower? Um, I feel like it's a little slower. Yeah. Yeah. Spotify tells me that I listen to post-teen pop, so it's probably that genre. Post-teen pop? Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. awesome. <laughs> Is that the genre of your music? Do you so appreciate post-teen pop? <laughs> Pre-teen would be, like, before 13. Mm-hmm. Post-teen would be, like, 19 through, like, 24. 20. Yeah, through 24, probably. probably, yeah. You think my genre is post-teen No, pop? I'm just asking you. Oh. No. Joking. I was like, it's not no. what we are. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think you are at all. No. I feel like post-teen pop might be, like, I don't even know. What do you listen to? It's probably, I feel like it's 
whatever music is like seems like the uncool type of pop. Like that's what I oh, listen to. Okay. Oh, <laughs> that's not what that's... I got from that no. genre or subgenre. It's a subgenre. I don't know. Definitely not a main genre. Because <laughs> <laughs> when I think of posting, I feel like it's like the experiences after you're a teenager. So it'd be like Halsey. Well, I don't like Halsey. Or like Tovlo's Habit song. Because that's not appropriate for teenagers, but post-teen. But I feel like teenagers listen to that. What's not appropriate True. for teenagers? I feel that's like, a good question. <laughs> I feel like everything's appropriate for them. Well, maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know anything about pop music, really. I know Taylor Swift. We know Taylor Swift. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that one stuck with me since, like, maybe fifth grade. And as much as my, like, tastes change, for some reason. Well, her music's changed a lot. So much, yeah. That's true. So I feel like it's just, you know, you can't get tired of it because it right. just changes. Even some of the old stuff. I mean, like... jam out to the old stuff sometimes, I think, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Do you feel like, this may be a question that is not really answerable, but do you feel like playing instruments changes your taste in music, or do you feel like you haven't, you've just been playing for too long that you can't really see that effect on your music? Oh, that's interesting. I think that the the taste would have changed regardless. There, there probably is an influence, but not a significant influence. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe, no, I, I think it changes with, like, who I know and who I feel, like, identifying as, like, as a person. Which is never Taylor Swift. It's stuffed in fifth grade. But, like, I, I do think that playing an instrument makes you think differently, especially at a young age. Like, one of my bandmates has been playing music, um, since he was three. And, um, he, he's classically trained and his mind is just like, so like thinks really well, makes lots of references and like really good connections and jokes. And like, I, I do think that music is part of that. And maybe languages too, like learning a different language, like really develops the brain. Yeah. I was told, cause I've been, I played an instrument starting when I was five, um, and, like, it's kind of, I was told about how playing an instrument where you use your hands is really good because then you have that hand-to-brain connection. Oh. And having it for, like, years can, like, really help your brain when it's developing. But I also think, like, playing an instrument and then hearing music I pick up on different things than I would if I hadn't known how to play an instrument like I can I like just I don't know how to describe it but I can just like I feel like I pick up different instruments and like can tell what they're gonna do I don't know it's interesting to me (laughs) yeah like wait you can you feel like you have like musical sensibility or like just with other things not music really No, it's really just with music. Like if I'm listening to music then I can kind of pick out different things. Oh yeah, like different elements of the yeah. song. Yeah, I could definitely like hear things differently mm-hmm. as a musician, I think. Yeah. Okay. I have a question for you. Another question. Okay. Um, <laughs> I've had a lot of questions, yeah. but if Dagny and I were to join a band, what instruments do you think we would play? Well, I know what instruments you already play. Okay, but don't think about that. Okay. Just based on what you know yeah. of our personalities. Oh my Just gosh. up until right now. Yes. <laughs> up until right now. Yep. You could just make a judgment about it. Yeah. Just tell us where we fit in in the band. Yeah. It's okay if we play triangles. Okay. <laughs> that was like my no first skill thought. The triangle. <laughs> Okay, Day, I'll start with you because I know you a little bit better. I could see you playing the theremin. Do you know what a theremin is? No. It's like the one of the first electronic instruments. Wait, do you like blow through a tube and then play like a piano thing? No. 
get out of breath and dizzy real quick. Wait, are we talking like a modern pop band or like any, a any big kind. symphony? Just what band. instrument do you think would call to us? So I'm a theremin. You could also a theremin. <laughs> theremin. Okay. Um, what is it? It is. It's like a very old instrument. Um, and it's one of the first electronic ones. So you basically have. I I can't really describe. You have this like. <laughs> big table thing mm-hmm. and you have your hand and then your hand like wavers in different locations and it it goes like oh. higher and lower it's oh like, that's awesome yeah it's i'd be cool. down for that i guess cool. i could see you playing it yeah um <laughs> so that's one instrument oh, that you one. have okay as an option if you're in a band but Sweet. no one really plays it so like it'd be very spe- <laughs> spe- specified I bet I'd get a lot of, um... Boys. <laughs> well, that too, but I just meant people after me for my talents to join a band, you know? Oh, I'd yeah. I'd be a hot commodity. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Because nobody... Because nobody does it. Does it. And they're kind of spendy right now. wants it, you know? <laughs> probably... <laughs> probably no one wants it. Oh, I don't know. Nowadays, all, all you have all to do, it. you just have to play it in front of your guys and you're like look at this hand movement Ooh, look at my hands (laughs) (laughs) but you're into this (laughs) see this is why we definitely do need to give dating advice because our advice is wave your hands around (laughs) with your hands i i need to start doing that more and see how many boys (laughs) you look like you're like casting a spell on someone (laughs) Maybe that's what I'm secretly doing. My music is casting a trance onto these people, mm. and then they'll just be so into me. I think that's what music does, though. Like, it does cast a spell. Maybe they're not, like, into... The... It'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I don't know how to respond. <laughs> okay, what about Dagny? Dagny... Being that I know you from the few podcasts, <laughs> and also that I just met you, and let's see, you're wearing a sweatshirt, you're yeah. wearing a hoodie, so that's okay for me to read. No, I wear this all the time, yes. so honestly, if someone saw me in any given day. I hope it doesn't day, give you away. No, no, we should put our faces on this podcast. Honestly. We should. Okay. We will someday, maybe. We should do a photo shoot. We have to do a photo shoot. I'll take a photo. Wanna take our photo? Yeah, I will. Okay. <laughs> Sweet. Oh, you're posing. Okay. Not right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, just based off her hair color. Yeah, you what can do you think you should pick play? one feature if that's easier. Ooh, maybe like, like a really, really dope bass player. Oh, I can oh. see that. Yeah. That's interesting. You know, my dad plays the bass, has for like years. Wow. Yeah. In like a in a group. Yeah, he used to do like he used to play the bass in like the symphony, but now he's in like. But he also likes. Oh gosh, I'm pretty sure it's like. I don't know if it's rock or if it is edging into metal, but he's in like a like a band band. I don't know what you call that, but he's in a band that you know plays in bars. And it's like, it's like harder than a symphony. Oh yeah, (laughs) it's like hard rock. Hard rock, I think is accurate. I want to say it's dark, like dark. It's dark, but I feel like their current band is like not that dark. Okay, although they are called Devil's Toll. The band is called Devil's Toll. (laughs) Yeah. Um, We should feature them on this episode. Yeah, it's, maybe yeah. that should be our Go to Reno, look up when music. Devil's Toll is playing, and go <laughs> go see the band. Yeah. But yeah, okay. Yeah. I do, like, I mean, that was, like, what the cello did a little bit was, like, well, not the same thing. But, like, the playing, like, the more, like, steady things while the violins are, like, going crazy over there. And yeah. I do like that place in the orchestra for the little time that I did do that. I did enjoy that. So. Yeah, yeah. Thank was you it for like <laughs> was it like a, a band that you played with, or did you learn on your own? No, I was just in orchestra, just like in school for 
like, oh. let's see, I joined, I don't, I guess it must have been like three or four years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I played in an orchestra. I did play piano when I was eight really young. years. Yeah, it was eight years. Mm-hmm. Then I quit it. Was that after high school that you played it? No. Um, so I started when I was five playing the harp, and then at the end of eighth grade, the people I was in an orchestra with, we all kind of went our separate ways. I got rid of my harp, and I started to play the guitar in class. Like, I had a class in school that I played guitar in, but that never really took off, and... I want to go back to the harp, but they're I want expensive. You to go back to the harp. They're so expensive. Yeah. I I need to find somebody to give me twenty thousand dollars so I can buy oh a pretty. Oh my expensive taste, man! It's, I thought you were going like eight thousand, but twenty thousand. Well, I really want a pedal harp, and those are at least ten to fifteen thousand. And we might as well just get me a nice one while we're at it. I mean, if you're going to get like, one. I guess. Yeah. I I have a thing about pedal harps, and they're the most expensive kind of harp. Is it like what a pedal on a piano does, just like sustains the notes? Um, or it's like shaped like a, what's a pedal harp? So, so okay, <laughs> on on a folk harp, it, do you know what a harp looks like? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's just like the harp, and it has a bunch of levers on the top of the strings, And those levers you tune, usually you tune them just to, like, be, um, like a regular C. But then if you shift up, it can become, like, a sharp. So a C C sharp or a C flat. And that's what you use the levers for. But on a pedal harp, you don't have any levers. And it's all on the bottom you have, like, However many strings are on a harp, like, from, it's from A to G, I think, um, so that's, like, seven or something, and it's all on the bass, and then you use your feet to change between, like, sharps and flats. Oh. And so it's, they both have their purpose, because some music, you only have, like, one sharp, for your music so like you're playing and then you make like one note a sharp and the rest you still play as just regular but and that's a little bit harder with a pedal harp because it changes every single one to be like a c sharp okay but it's also easier if you have to change keys when you're playing and you have to flip through every single lever to change it oh yeah that makes perfect sense yeah So did you learn on both of them? Yeah. um, They started us off on lover harps because those tend to be smaller. You have to be, like, a certain height to really be able to, like, get all the strings on a pedal harp because they usually are between... Well, I think they're usually, like, the standard one is 60 strings and... Some are petite and, like, 48 strings, which is what a folk harp usually is. It's, like, 36 to 48 strings. But, um, yeah, you start out with a small harp that's, like, 24 strings, and it's <laughs> tiny Aww, and super day. cute. <laughs> Playing a little tiny harp. Yeah. But, yeah. I hope one comes into your life. Like a really expensive one. I think it will. I'm going to wish one into my life, and I think in the next 10 years. Next 10 years? I'll be able to achieve it. Yeah. Just going to meet a rich guy. Tinder. No. <laughs> Off Tinder? Take all. I don't use Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> there might be some more exclusive sites I could weasel my way oh, into. exclusive sites. Oh, you could be one of those, uh, one of those... Young people with rich men. A sugar baby? A sugar baby, yes. I can get a sugar daddy. Yeah. Here we come. Let's do it. 
That's the way they, like, get music, day people. a sugar daddy. <laughs> yep. Okay. Anyone listening to the sugar daddy? <laughs> I'm sure they all are. Um, but yeah, okay, so just kind of edging away from music, I also wanted to touch on dreams. Because we've had a very brief conversation about dreams, and I feel like all of us have had weird dreams in our lives, and I think it's just a fun topic as well, because I'm very interested in dreams sometimes. I am yeah. too. I think it's a great topic, and I was not expecting to talk about it. so cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I, wait, I, wait, can you yeah. remind me of the dreams that we talked about? Or like what, oh, I don't what? remember really what they were. Okay. I feel like we just had a conversation about dreams, and maybe I told you about a dream I had. Because lately I've been having really weird dreams, but I don't always remember them. Like last night, I definitely had a dream that I think was also pretty stressful. I think there was somebody in there that I was either dating, trying to date, or trying to not date. Um, and I had to go to a grocery store, and it was a very stressful grocery store experience. I remember that, because I think I kept, like, trying to buy things. Oh, and there was a lot of lines. I remember, like, there were so many lines, and I couldn't check out. And I think people kept telling me to buy things and then not buy things. I'd just like to say that I've had a recurring dream that I can do a pull-up. And (laughs) no, I cannot do a pull-up. But I have thought that would be cool and I feel like that's I feel like sometimes my dreams are like disappointingly like so literal like I could do a pull up like really like that that was what my mind was thinking about when I was asleep yeah yeah I can that's like a really weird dream too like doing a pull up is very I don't know specific right and it's like just it's like what else do you do in the dream well I don't remember what was surrounding it, but I just remember that that element, like, was, like, multiple times. Or maybe it was also, like, doing, like, a push-up, where I was just, like, so <laughs> strong, and I was, like, woo! Just, like, one? Yeah, one push-up, and I was... Just that, one! That was, that was enough for me. I was pleased. <laughs> That's awesome. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. Have any weird dreams lately? Um, I have weird dreams a lot, and I try to, like, write them down in the morning, yeah. so maybe, like, every other day. Can't catch them all the time, right? Um, but I do have dreams that like slightly. This is gonna totally make me sound crazy, and it's like, like I don't, I don't believe in anything. Like I'm not, but I have dreams that tell the future, but not really. They like hint at things, and then they end up happening, and I can't describe it, and I don't like talking in any sort of spiritual woo woo way. But um, yeah, like. I, they just somehow match up with what ends up happening. So it's it's cool in that way. Mm-hmm. And some of them are really weird. I know that um, I have a sleeping, breathing condition, so that affects a lot of my dreams. Um, oh. I used to die a lot in dreams, and um, that was when my I have sleep apnea. So that was when my airway was being like really small. And yeah, kind of restricted. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Wow. Yeah, so I think maybe quality of sleep can affect, like, how anxious your dreams are and, like, what's going on in your life that's affecting your stress or your body. I definitely, I've been having a lot more dreams lately that are stressful, I think, because I've been so stressed. And I tend to wake up sometime in the night. It's you Lately, it's been six. So I get, like four to six hours of solid sleep and then I wake up but then I force myself back to sleep and it's once I force myself back to sleep that I remember my dream oh okay like the second round Uh uh-huh and I don't know they're usually pretty lifelike but kind of weird like I had a dream that like I I had like two dreams where I saw my ex But, like, I never had dreams about him before that, which I don't know why I was having dreams about him. But they also were with one of my best friends from growing up, which was kind of weird. 
I was like, and her older sister, I was like putting those three all together. And I've had dreams in the past where I've like gotten married. Oh, wow. But it's been to people that I'm really uninterested in, like from growing up. Like one, I was getting married to a guy that I think he, I think the person I was getting married to, he was a year above me. And I'm just like not into him at all. Never happened. Ugh. And then the second one was actually the first guy's uncle. And I was marrying who the uncle was also my headmaster. So I was marrying my headmaster's nephew. That was a different guy that I've never met in my life. But I was like really weirded out that I was getting married to my headmaster's nephew because I'm like very disgusted by my headmaster's nephews (laughs) and I was also like really weirded out that my headmaster was going to be like one of my in-laws and then also in that dream there was a bunch of like giant popcorn and birds and I ran away to New York and oh my god and then you ran away to New York (laughs) that's it folks (laughs) (laughs) yeah but dreams are so fun like they're so weird and it's weird how you can like remember them that's like a thought that I've had like how could you remember something that like didn't happen it's also so weird interesting I've never thought of it that way because dreams usually occur in like think less than a minute like that's how long so weird in dreams but like I have dreams that seem like it's been an hour of just me like freaking out yeah I feel like it's more when I feel like a lot of time has passed in dreams I feel like it's more like the concept of time has passed, but I haven't actually experienced that much time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you're, like, running from something and it's, like, been a while, but, like, it's not actually the experience of running a long time, you just know it's been a long time or something. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. The brain is funky (laughs) that way. (laughs) It's so weird at night. Yeah. I, I like to be more, like, awake. I know people talk about lucid dreaming, and I think that's, like, I know it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. I'd love to be yes. conscious in my subconscious at some point, but yeah. it seems kind of like a, a big task right now. <laughs> I have experienced it twice, oh, and I really? can't tell you what caused it, because people do all these things to, like, induce them, you know? Yeah. yeah. But it just happened, like, randomly to me twice, and I don't know what caused it. But it is really weird. Like... I don't know if I would necessarily believe someone who was, like, telling me this, but also I never had the chance to, like, I never really looked into lucid dreams at all. But it's, like, all of a sudden everything is, like, as, like, vivid and focused as, like, if you were actually experiencing it. Like, some dreams seem like there's a lot of details going on, but, like, not compared to, like, lucid dreaming. But it's really weird because what caused me to realize I was in a dream was I was, like, standing in this house and all of a sudden there was like really strong wind and the house basically blew down except for the frame of it so basically it was like completely torn apart and I was just like kind of standing on the house frame there's like nothing left and I was thinking to me and and I was thinking to myself oh my god I have to tell Day but she'll never believe me and (laughs) and I was looking around and then I was like And I was like, wait, that's because this doesn't make sense. And I'm like, where's all the rubble from the house that just blew down? And I'm like, wait, that's because this is a dream. And I was like, whoa. And my mind was blown. And it's weird because you can't actually manipulate things. It's like you're magic because you're in your mind. That's crazy. And do you remember what you did from there? Like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I shouldn't share on the podcast, honestly. I'll tell you after. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I look forward to I it. I feel like I've yeah. almost been like, I don't like what's happening, so I'm going to change it in some of my dreams, but I'm never like, I never really control it. The difference is, is I feel like you can try to want to be doing something in a dream, but you believe in the rules the dream is placed mm-hmm. on you. And so to lucid dream, you realize there are no rules. I feel like I get, like, I heard this from someone who was talking about it. Like, you can get really excited and then wake up, like, from the lucid dream. Like, oh, like, oh I'm lucid dreaming. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, I only did it, like, by accident, like, three times, so I don't know. But you know what is true is that, so, something people say is that a way 
to tell if you're dreaming to like snap yourself into lucid dreaming is to look at numbers because in dreams numbers don't stay the same and i feel like that was in a movie or something but so if you look at a clock and then you look away and then you look back at the clock the numbers are the same but in a dream if you do that the numbers are different and i actually did this and it's true because they're not stable and so they just kind of like flip to like different symbols or different numbers Weird. there's also you so, can like try like if you have a light switch and you like turn on the light i think if the light doesn't actually turn on mm-hmm. then you're lucid dreaming there's something oh. with that it's just like checking reality things. Yeah. And I think the theory is that if you're doing these things while you're awake a lot, you'll naturally do them in your dream. And when it doesn't have the response that you're used to when you're awake, that'll like trigger you realizing. But I've never right, had that work right, before. Right, like the hands thing. Like people say, look at your hands. Oh, yeah. Oh. In, in your life. And, and then you'll do that in a dream and somehow make the connection. Um, but I can see the numbers thing because... Mm-hmm. Numbers and, like, even people's faces, too, are, like, really weird in dreams sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just, the out of all the things that I read about, the numbers, I think, is the easiest thing to actually do on a daily basis is, like, work, but just back and forth a few times. So you so. tried to kind of lose I After I did it once, I was like, I gotta do this again, so then I did <laughs> it for a while, but it didn't really work. And so I think it'd be worth trying again, though. Let's Maybe do I should it. develop that. We habit. should all lucid dream. Okay. And drop yeah. the podcast. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Lucid dream. Come back. Tell our experiences. Okay. Oh my, I'm so I'm scared. Ready. I need to be careful though. I do some bad things for my <laughs> lucid dream. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I don't know you. <laughs> we'll talk about it afterwards. You're right. We should okay. head out now. Yeah, let's before it's too late. <laughs> wrap this up. Um, We'll be ending our podcast with a question for our lovely listeners. Today's question, have stranger things happened? You can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Messy, CastBox, and YouTube. If you have questions you want us to answer on the show or stuff you want us to talk about, hit us up at basicallymisled at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and good luck with your future endeavors.